0: Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about why do we seem to be our own worst enemy? Uh, Debbie, you're online, right? I am. Why do we seem to be our own worst enemy?
1: Well, I think the thing that's so important is we don't know we're our own worst enemy. We're just going through life thinking everything's fine Um, and we don't even realize that, that we're, we're the ones that are stopping ourselves. We're the ones that are, um, causing issues in our own life.
0: Very good. Amanda, you're online, right? Yes, sir. Why do we seem to be our own worst enemy?
2: Well, I think we create we end up creating a monster, so to speak, inside as a coping mechanism, which then hinders us from ever reaching our full potential because it's trying to protect us. But in that trying to protect us, it actually is hurting us.
0: Very good, very very yeah, good. I
1: like how you said that.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Jody. Yeah. Why do we seem to be our own worst enemy?
3: Well, when we when we talk about our internal thoughts, our it, uh, we learn that that comes from this past program conditioning, and all this stuff that we have learned from the beginning, and all these limiting beliefs, like the podcast we did on limiting beliefs. There's so many things that we believe to be true in who we think we are, that we don't really start to look at the other options, like the possibilities of other things uh, to be true. So those limiting beliefs are really just going to hold us back. And in our minds, we're going to believe them to be so true and unchangeable that it's going to cause us the most difficulty to overcome until we work on this. Uh, the three-step process and be able to overcome that it and to move on.
0: Very good, appreciate it, Judy. Debbie, what is this yes, sir. Th- three? What is this three-step method that we use with the discovery? Um,
1: well, there's three points: identify, confront, and be proactive. So identify means that you're you know you're looking at a problem or an issue that you're having to confront it means you actually look at um you know why is that happening um what can I do about that and um and to be proactive just means that you um make the opposite decision of what you've always done before because um, we were talking before about how your it kind of camouflages um, itself so so that you don't even realize that you're being stopped by all these different things. Um, and when you want to make a change in your life, then you use the three-step process to make a different decision.
0: Very good, Debbie. Um, why do we seem to use denial when it comes to uh, confronting their issues?
1: Well, just because, I I mean, what I was saying was actually kind of the clinical way, but emotion kind of gets in there, too. And so um, we use denial... Uh, to actually, um, we don't want to look at it. That's really the bottom line is. We don't want to look. Denial, hold on and I'll get you a a quick definition here. Denial is the failure to acknowledge an unacceptable truth or an emotion or to admit, uh, admit, into consciousness or use it as a defense mechanism. And I think that's what we do. We, we want to deny in, that our it even exists or that we're, that, that the, whatever we're looking at um, is not true. And sometimes when your emotion jumps in there, it makes it really difficult to even acknowledge that it's there that you have any kind of an issue, Um, as you probably remember. I think I slammed the phone down on you quite a few times and had to call you back and apologize uh, for my behavior, but that was denial. That was like full-out denial uh, of the situation.
0: (laughs) I think we've all gone through that once or twice uh in our (laughs) lifetime whether it's with me or anybody else right
1: well I'm glad to hear that we've all gone through it because sometimes I felt like it was just me
0: no you're not alone that's for sure glad to hear Amanda thank you uh yes sir Debbie no problem Talk. Tell us about denial. Have you ever felt denial, and why do you think you felt it?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. So I love what Debbie had to say about it all. And, yes, um, I think that we use denial to, quote, unquote, keep us safe. So just like she read the definition, you know, we are not having to look at our true selves because um, our it has hid that from us to, quote-unquote, keep us safe, and yet in that keeping us safe, it is only keeping the limitations on ourselves so that we're not able to fully grow into who we were meant to be or even want to be, and we struggle with these issues, and we don't know why we have them. Well, how about we look at the things we're denying? No, I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, actually, maybe you do. So... There's
0: that. Thank you very much, Mandy. That was very good. Uh, Jody. Yeah. Why do we think, why do we seem to have a sense of them den- uh, wanting to not deny that something exists in our lives?
3: Um, well, you know, I think Amanda took all the words right out of my mouth, and I can't explain it any better than she did. So that was pretty she much did. exactly what I was going to say. She
1: did an amazing job. <laughs>
3: Very good. I I just don't have anything else to add to that.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
2: But you've probably actually done a better job at looking at your denial than I am at mine
0: um, so far.
1: I don't know about but, that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Amanda you you got to remember you, you you and uh Jared just started on the journey of self-discovery but you're well, doing pretty exactly. good just to start
2: well I mean but Jared said that I shut down so hard over my it the other night that he's not sure I've opened back up even and it's been what three days <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he you he, he's uh I think he's gotten getting used to uh working through this journey. It's a one step program, right Jared yes, yes sir debbie, you on line still I am Tell us why do we fight? Through the denial, so bad. Well, I
1: think that our it, you know, I I always like thinking of my it as this little separate being, um, and as as um, I get off this call, the thing the thing is your it wants to keep you safe, and we and it fights because it doesn't want you to see anything outside of this little world that he's created for you. Um, And he's done a really great job of camouflaging himself and camouflaging all the rest of the world so that um, you think that's the only way. Uh, But that's not the only way. That's just your it trying to keep, you from examining anything outside of the little world that he's created.
0: Very good. Thank you again, uh, Debbie. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Amanda. Yes, sir. This past uh, two weeks, what have you uh, discovered about it that uh, you never imagined before? in your life?
2: Oh, <clears throat> oh that, that it was created um, way sooner than I thought it was and that, um, that in the creation of it, which was a coping mechanism, I believe, um, it also brought a lot of shame and guilt that you have been helping me see is not mine to take on um, so it's a sneaky little bastard and um, you know he, like, the, like Debbie said he chemo- it, it, they, it, it, it camouflages itself and um, it hides in places you don't expect it to be and it comes out in ways you never thought it would show itself And it's limiting.
0: Give us an idea how it comes out in one way or another with you. Okay.
2: Well, so um, I have had extra weight on me, well, since I was 13, um, when an event happened in my life. And I was told, oh, at like 30 I think that it was my weight was emotional. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. But you know, um, how could that be possible, right? Because I mean, everybody says it's a simple numbers game, um, calories in, calories out. So there's no way that that could be possible. But I mean, I have tried and tried, I've cross fitted and I've, you know, ketoed and I've fasted and I've done all this great, amazing, wonderful things that work for everybody else, and like it they just don't work for me. And so um, you know, once we started talking and you started showing me how this weight is related to my it that was created, um, and why I created it, which was so fascinating then because then, um, so the idea is I created it so that it wouldn't, or so that I would never be taken advantage of again. Okay. Right. Right. Well, then I um, had a marriage that didn't work out and that weight, dis- it just disappeared. Like I, it just disappeared. It just went away. And I think this is my own thoughts as to why it did was because I, um, well, my it sat down and realized, well, that didn't work. I mean, you know, being overweight didn't keep you from getting married and getting divorced. So apparently that's not doing any good. So maybe we'll just forget that. So the weight disappeared and stayed off until um, I started receiving unwanted attention. And all of a sudden, I mean, overnight, that weight came back on, like it showed up like a good old friend, I'm here to stay. (laughs) And it brought all its baggage (laughs) with it. And I was like, okay. And so then ever since then, anything I have done, and that was back at, um, I was like 27, I think anything I've ever done since then has literally, I mean, it touches it to the maximum of like, you know, 20 pounds, but then that's it. It will never do anything more than that. It will never go any, anything. It just, that's it. Um, Thank you for all your hard work, but we're going to stay put because you really need us, even though you don't know it. So I'm excited to see um, about what this journey is going to bring as far as confronting it or identifying it which we've been working on which has been fascinating and then confronting it and then being proactive um with it all so
0: thank you very much again amanda very well explained jerry yeah on uh, the ending of the uh presentation this evening. Do you want to give us your words of wisdom?
3: Um, Again, I think a lot of the stuff Amanda was saying She's definitely a very fast learner and uh, the whole identify, confront, and be proactive um, is really like the key and even if we identify and confront something, then we know it's there and we can't really refuse it However, if we don't do that proactive step and start taking action and become aware of all these things when they happen, then it's, it's not really going to make a whole lot of change. So the knowledge is not necessarily the power. The action is really the power in that three-step process. And, you know, it's good to notice these flags when they come up and that, Hey, this is me doing that same thing over and over again. And Hey, this is just a limiting belief being there. But until we take that proactive step, that action step, to actually make changes, then, like they say, nothing's going to change unless something changes. So, that's it.
0: Very good, Jody. Appreciate it very much. Next week, next Thursday, be sure to uh, invite your friends and relatives and uh, have them call 515-604-9530. Use the access code 655-145. Y'all have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you.